Joe cracked the dawn, uh. Hey there, friends and family of Vertebraman. Help me again. Was there any music this time around? Nothing at all? Yeah, there was. Good. Oh, okay. Dust. Yeah, Ja Rule. There actually was? Ja Rule. Yeah. Like, I, I did that because I wanted to remind everybody exactly how terrible uh, hip-hop was in the early 2000s. Oh, thank God. I thought you were playing it because you liked I, it. I was like, God damn it, man. What's going on over there? Well, what did, I mean, him and Fat Joe, I mean, they, what a combination, really. Yeah. When you, you've got one guy that sounds like he smokes two packs of Marlboros and then they give him a microphone, and that's what makes him famous. And the other guy literally is in his name. He's famous because he's, he's fat. Do you ever listen like, to Big Pun at all? I mean, at least Fat Joe was part of Terror Squad, which I mean, they were <laughs> they wrote a couple of tracks. But did you ever see what Big Pun looked like? Now that no. man was a walking fucking heart attack. He looked <laughs> he looked like the Kool Aid guy. I'm not even joking. You don't know for for listeners if you don't know who Big Pun is. I want you to Google Just on Google for it, and you? then I want you to Google what his most popular slash famous song was. And ask the same question that I'm, I'm, well, I'm not going to ask it, but I'll let you, I'll let you guess what the fuck I'm asking. That's <laughs> oh. forced to Google now. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, it's probably a safer Google than anything Dr. Tim asks you to look up. So there's that. <laughs> uh, welcome to the live Vertebraman post game show. It is chaos. This is the show by the fans for the fans. We do this every Sunday. We go live at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can join us. And right now on the calls already, we've got Salty Le Chef. Thank you for the name change there because I completely couldn't figure out how on earth uh, or who on earth that was with the acronym. Uh, Sooner is with us. I believe he's on the road right now. Might be in an airport somewhere. Uh, we got Arna joining us today as well as long as uh, as well as Juan Dustin Muller. And is it Spivy or Spivy? You're gonna have to put that in uh, phonetic uh, down in the in the chat there, so that I don't keep screwing that up if it is one or the other. Welcome everybody that's listening live. And uh, yeah, if you don't want to join us live, where you can text and chat, Long Ice Spivy. Okay. Uh, if you don't want to join us live, then you can always catch the podcast later on. Um, and by all means, it's been a while since we've had, uh, you know, a five star review. So if anybody wants to punch one of the, we've had one stars, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I'm, really? I'm assuming. <laughs> That's probably safe. I'm surprised we got that much. We, we, can't, we can't be loved by everybody. And besides, <laughs> like Ja Rule says, what's love got to do with it? Uh, if it's not your style, uh, catch up to us on, on Twitter uh, or X. Uh, Christian is at SVWOMYTFC. 
myself at not easy green and you can follow the north america voter fan group on twitter but why would you do any of that when you can find us all live and in person on discord i just checked the other day i believe we're over 50 members right now which is pretty sweet when you think about it uh, a niche demographic of english speaking fans of a team playing in northern germany i mean that's <laughs> it's pretty cool that there's 50 of us out there uh, chatting. Uh, some people obviously just uh, probably just peruse and enjoy what they read and, and other people actively engage. But that's a spot where you can dump your thoughts and let people criticize you all for free. Uh, so by all <laughs> means, you know, jump on and, uh, and, and test your self-esteem. Um, you can find that link and all kinds of other stuff on the link tree. So the only, the only address you need to remember a URL is linktree backslash verterna. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Verter N-A. Christian, what what it do? <laughs> well, what in motherfucking do? Oh my lord. I I, I, uh, I don't I don't know if I'm in rough shape per se. I'm not you're always in rough right. shape. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, what you get for fucking putting this podcast on Sunday afternoons. <laughs> <laughs> we set ourselves up for success is what we do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's well, the, the other on the weekend successes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, on the weekend, I traded some some work for um, some Patron uh, tequila. And nice. that that was a bad trade. Is <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd say you wanted that. No matter, <laughs> no matter how much you lost, you won. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's get things going here. So there was a sense of dread that was thwarted by a sense of intrigue as Werner, for what seems like the first time in forever, made major changes to it. Am I boring you already, Christian? Heard the big yawn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> I'm tuned out. <laughs> he made uh, made major changes to his squad after the embarrassment in Heidenheim. Uh, parked on the bench were no less than two of Ole's golden boys, Gross and Jung. In their places stood newcomers Linen and Dema. Faced with the growing pressure of being inflexible, it would seem being humbled last week by former Werder players and one still under contract built up enough energy to force the coach's hand. The game got off to a stale start regarding Verter, and fans were unamused when former Verter two-timer over uh, Davy Selka put Cologne ahead from the start. It was after the second half, Verter really started to charm her fans once again with football that left many beginning to imagine the good times ahead. The timely substitution of Jinma would also strike fans as odd, as Werner's substitutions usually are only noteworthy on the stat sheet and nothing more in recent months. The impact was immediate and helped secure Werder's much-needed three points. Now the fan base sits in limbo, and attention should be felt as we look ahead to next week. What happens now with Werner and his starting eleven? Well, Christian, I uh, I know you caught the game and uh, want to just get your your overview, your take on it, just uh, high-level stuff, I suppose. <laughs> of course. I mean, that's what I get paid for here, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a really fun game. In fact, I have more um, goods than bads this week, significantly nice. more. Yeah, um, and I guess there's probably a lot of overlap there. I, I think the one, uh, and I'm trying to be as positive as possible because I know we've had comments about our, our negativity. 
quote unquote uh, suspected yeah. negativity yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that uh, I wonder whether Werner has learned his lesson from this game um, you know does he now go forward trusting youth and new players does he now make the substitutions earlier in the game with impact players? Does he now start to wean himself off the teat of, of uh, Gross and Young, um, as we all hope and pray? Uh, my suspicion is no. Whoa, um, hey, I, I we want to be an optimist. I know. <laughs> I want to be an optimist. But regardless, let us regale in the festivities of this weekend how delightful they were. <laughs> What a game! What a win! <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, we'll uh, we'll get right to the the stats. So we'll run through the Dustin Muller bet on it or against it uh, stat pre- predictions there, and then we'll go to uh, to Christian if there's anything he wants to uh, clean house with. So the first uh, question that he asked was: Dima starts over Young. And uh, this was kind of a split, but uh, seven of us said yes. I wasn't one of them. I genuinely thought that uh, that Me he neither. would. Yeah. yeah, bet on it or against it. The second one was that Lenin would start over Gross, and again, the majority of us said no. And yeah, like I, I think that already goes to show just how surprised majority of the of the Verder fans were at the lineup when it came out. I don't know if you caught yeah. uh, Sooner's pregame, but it's like his eyes were almost glassy, and not because of the booze, but because he saw the starting lineup and he didn't know what to do with himself. It was just it was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> The next question. The next question was: Gross will cover less distance than a sub. Well, Gross was a sub. I mean, again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so here's one that's actual stats. Everybody said yes to this. Uh, Verter will win the possession stat. Yeah. Oddly enough, uh, I think. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I voted yes on that. Yeah. Um, but obviously, and well, we'll save that. We'll save that. Do you want me to tell you what the possession, who had possession? Yeah, let's get to it. Colm actually did. <gasps> I was looking at that right before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, Colm had possession. They had 52-48. Wow. Yeah. Well, we all blew yeah. it on that one. Uh, the yeah. next question was, Verter will have a higher XG than goals scored. Now, I don't know if your site gives you XG. I thought it was like 1.8 something. Uh, at the end of the game, but I could be wrong. Uh, 2.4 is what I oh. have here. Yeah, okay. or sorry, 2.14 and then 1.39. Yeah, so probably on it. Just snuck under. Uh, this one was a split, 6-6. Six and six. Uh, Colin will have more shots than Verter. Um, let's see. Actually, uh, I mean, I probably said yes. Um Shockingly, uh, I'll, I'll fill you in. Uh, it, we outshot them 17 to 14. Felt that way too, thanks to the second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, next question Multiple Verter defenders will be carded. I don't think anybody, Ooh. I think one, two guys got cards. Uh, I don't think anybody from Cologne got a card. Actually, no. Um, I don't think there were any cards. Oh, no, you know who did? Um, no, maybe not. Velkovich got Fuck. one. I remember that was yeah. It was like at the end. I don't even see it on here. Oddly enough, I don't know why they don't. Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah, my bad. Sir Velkovich got a yellow. Yeah, I, I remember that too, but I didn't see it immediately. So yeah, oh, and visor. Right. So that does make two. I guess if we call visor in the back line, I don't know whenever he gets there. 
<laughs> uh, Selka will have more goals than Marv. That is obviously uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I'm sure Clone we all voted will... yes on that. Uh, no, most people voted no. Oh, wow. <laughs> we no were expecting a, a Duke's breakout, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the game, right? Yeah, that's right. Oh. Uh, Clone oh. will have more tackles and clearances than Birder. Tackles and clearances. Tackles and clearances? Um, I'll do clearances first because that's the easiest to find because it's always the last. The answer is no. Uh, we had 24. They had 12. Uh, oh, tackles... Good. Mm. That's correct. Sure. We won. We won the we clearances. Won. Not only did we win, we had clearances. Very key. Very key. Key stat in understanding how good our yeah. team is. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and as for tackles, I don't. That's uh, not some. Oh, here we go. Ah, uh, they did out tackle us twenty-seven to twenty-one. But oh, I mean, so I think that's split. kind of indicative when you have possession, right? It's like. If you have uh, possession most of the time, you're obviously going to lose it more than the other team. Well, for the most part, you would think. In theory. Um, that goes along with, yeah, and tackles. <laughs> like, we can't tackle our own team if we have the fucking ball. I mean, you, you can. Don't I, think Gross wouldn't do it. it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> and Werner would back him on it. <laughs> Perfect tackle. Uh, okay, yeah. and the last one was that the game will have over two and a half goals, and that was obviously true. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, then any other stats that you wanted to touch on that uh, sparked the imagination? Um, Corners. So nine to eight corners. Yeah, it was a corner happy game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And we actually looked fucking dangerous on some of these corners for the first time in like a decade or so. Our defending still looks awful on corners, though. Absolutely abysmal, to be expected. Um. Let's see here. Counterattacks. We had one counterattack, one counterattack shots, and those looked half decent. Um, let's see here. Oddly enough, one thing that stuck out to me, goalkeeper saves. Felt like Pavlenka had a ton of saves in there, but they outsaved us, if that's a thing, four to three. Um, they also well, I know he had, he had one really, really nice parry. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. First, first half that turned it around the yep. post that would have been just a dagger in the heart at that point in time in the yeah. game. Yeah, and and may have actually shifted uh, how the game was going. I think still a good uh, shot stopper. Oh yeah, absolutely, no debate there. It's always been distribution, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and passes forty four hundred thirty nine to their four sixty six. And we were actually pretty much equal for dribbles. We we were 12 out of 24, and they were 9 out of 18. So, yeah. And they, oh, actually, you know what? One thing I, I would like to point out, too, and this um, will come back to uh, Linen, is a total duels one. So 72 we had, and then they had 74. Um, now, if I, do you want me to go into how Linen's game was, just so we can sort of talk about how good this fucking guy is? Whatever tickles your naughty parts. Well, there's quite a bit, but I mean, I guess we'll focus on this one for now. <laughs> for the rest of that, so, he does have an OnlyFans subscription account, folks. <laughs> that's right. I don't give it away for free, folks. <laughs> I'm also starting one of those NPC uh, accounts on TikTok. So uh, make sure, you know, Dirt the Pirate is is the name. 
Um, all sorts of great glizzy slurping action. Um, <laughs> so, so lining, lining ahead, uh, a 97% accurate passing. So I know. 38 passes at a 30 fucking nine. I think he was 100% against uh, when we played against Munich and he started as well. Like, the guy knows what he's like. Astounding. Absolutely fucking astounding. How was Christian Gross starting over this asshole? Oh, we got to drop that. Yeah, press it. Oh, where is it? Come on. Damn it. There we go. But this motherfucker should not be starting. I think that that thing gets played more often than anything else. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know what? Hopefully, that'll decrease over the the rest over of the time, season. Yeah, yeah. Um, so key passes. He had two key passes. One of which yeah. we know was uh, was an assist. You know, yep. uh, absolutely incredible fucking through ball. We had some beautiful through balls this game. Thirty seconds. Um, Thirty seconds of Kaita stepping onto the field. I mean, who's who's yeah. putting the ball onto his foot to to kind of split oh, the defense brilliant. is Lennon. Like it was just absolutely. incredible. Yeah, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Um, let's see here. Oh, as far as uh, defensive, so he had five out of eight ground duels. One, um, he only lost possession twice. Um, he had one clearance and one block shot with two tackles. Uh, and that's, I mean, the guy was fucking fantastic. As far as the team is concerned, I think he was second best player on the fucking field. There you go. So Dukes with eight, and uh, Lennon Lennon had uh, seven point six. So there you no, go. He had a, he had a great game. No yeah, no doubt about absolutely. it. All right, let's uh, we'll just move to tactics here real quick, and uh, the stuff that I I decided after uh, watching the Discord and people making fun of uh, of Sooner being Foghorn <laughs> Leghorn. I figured, <laughs> I figured these I might say, be. I say. <laughs> These might be some good splits. Anyone's head, boy. Hatchet head. But that's a joke, boy. You missed it. Went right past you. You gotta keep. I say you gotta keep on your toes. But toes, that is. But the fast ones get right by you. Keep your ears open. But yappity yappity yap. I can't get a word in edgeways. All right. So <laughs> when it comes to tactics, uh, it was it was really tough for Verter in the first half. Um, we were trying to do our best to establish our offense, but Clone, you got to give them credit. They've got a phenomenal press and they played defense very well. One of the stats that uh, Sooner brought to us last week was the reality that Clone is one of the hardest working teams out there. And that's why I said in the chat, I think harder working than Josh Sargent even. Like when we got the ball and we were kind of in, at midfield, in probably about a nanosecond, about 10 red shirts were back and, and they defended very well. Um, lots of energy, but they expend a lot of energy, which I believe is why in the second half, Werder Bremen were able to open the game up a little bit um, for for our for ourselves. So that press really did stop us from being able to work the ball out from the back. Unfortunately for us, since we don't have a target striker anymore in Nicholas Fulkrug, Cone basically forced us into a position where we had to launch long direct passes, which is why for the first 35 minutes of the match, it should be said that Clone basically dominated um, that ball and, and were turning the ball over in midfield numerous times, or Pavlenka simply pissed it away. Um, and, and 
that's why we said even just in the build up to the, of the show here, we were saying great shot stopper. It's always been his distribution that's been a problem. Um, and like I said, whenever Verter were able to get uh, you know established possession upfield, Cologne were pretty quick to react, and and they were finding it very difficult to find space, especially in the middle of the park, which I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, but. Because uh, Cologne were playing a four-two-three-one, I'm I'm not positive why Werner insisted on the ball working through the middle uh, of the field. But that was it was very ineffectual the first half of the game. I I, I do not understand why we weren't using the wings more. Um, in the second half, Werner did start to find uh, a little bit of rhythm, and we'll talk about why. So Werner. Um, began really pressing aggressively in the second half. Now, I don't know if this was the ingenious mind of Ole Werner or if it is just what circumstances laid in front of them. But Cologne, by the end of the first half, were growing tired. Uh, and you noticed in the second half, even though they were farther upfield pressing, the effect of the press was much more minimal because they were tired when the ball got past. There was a number of times we dribbled past them. There was a number of times where we could peel off of players and receive passes with a little bit more time to decide what to do with it. And that really benefited Verter in the second half. But what Verter did is they kind of flipped the script on clone and began to press them in the second half. So, we were creating some really good turnovers in midfield and allowing us to move it forward uh, with a little bit more pace. We also had the benefit of having a fantastic guy on the left-hand flank. Um, you, you you may have heard he's a new addition to the team, hasn't got a whole lot of time. Anyway, with with uh, with two rails running at Verter, there's no reason why we should be working the ball through the middle. We have got a fantastic opportunity now um, even if we don't have a target striker to begin moving the ball in width. So the having Visor and Demont working those corners, uh, those, those rails, we have incredible opportunities here. Um, and it seemed like Verter started to find those opportunities as the game carried on. You will notice, especially on the right-hand side, again, not news. We tend to, to, to try to push the right-hand side more than the left. Uh, but the left um, with Demont was available, and he was making some good uh, interplay between uh, himself and Bore, um, kind of one-touch passes, and, and they were keeping the defense honest, where they now had to cover both corners uh, of the pitch. Um, so the second half really opened things up for Werder tactically because we stepped up the press and because of Cologne's fatigue. Uh, and then what else can be said that after Cologne were, were fatigued, were pressing, then the substitution of Jinma happens. And it was just prior to that, I had punched into the chat, if Werder keep up this pressure and the way things are, we need speed right now. We need somebody. And I assumed it would be Kovanaski. I did, I did not expect Jinma to get the substitution. I didn't. Um, yeah. But but what a honestly, credit where it's due. I know that's that's always been my theme. I'll criticize mm -hmm. when it's necessary. I'll congratulate yeah. when it's necessary. What a substitution that was. Mm. Immediate impact and throughout the rest of the of, of his of his shift. Uh, Jinma just kept on uh, sticking it to uh, to clone and running the lanes. His speed was just incredible against that back line once they become a little bit more tired. Um, any thoughts on, on that, Christian? I, I honestly didn't feel it that the tactics were mesmerizing or anything like it's not like Werner started a you know five different switch outs but yeah. it's not it's not like I was it was like a big revamp on tactics it was kind of just the cookie cutter tactics and the team seemed to figure their way through yeah. 
those tactics, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, fill in the blanks. Now, here's the thing. I don't mind that if Werner doesn't mind that. If uh, Ole is sort of saying, here's here's what the, I guess, the formation I want you guys to play in, try and do this if you can. If you can't, then go ahead and do what you think is best. If he puts the players in the driver's seat of the game, um, which I'm not entirely convinced that he would, but if he does that and the result is a win like this or uh, like that win against Mainz, then I'm 110% for it. Um, I'm with you. I like that he uh, that he subbed in in Jinma. Uh, I thought that was absolutely wonderful. Um, and I hope that he continues to see that guys like that need to play. You know what I mean? It's the same thing as with uh, our man who played for, um, whatchamacallit there, Heidenheim. Same sort of thing. And not, not this, like, fucking two minutes in, you know, right. two minutes left in the game. Which, you know, save that for Christian Gross. Save that for oh. Jung. That's right. Uh, save it for those guys. You know, yeah. even then, ideally, no. But for these young players <laughs> that you know can actually provide a difference and are showing that they can, excuse me, provide a difference, do it. You know, why, like, why is this, there, there is a hesitation. And I, I'm really praying that this game and the game before he's starting to, to, to see see things differently i'm really praying you know well, even if it's due to pressure well at the at the beginning of the show that's why i said i think everybody's in a little bit of tension right now we're all yeah. we all now i think we're all in the sit and the wait and see the show me yeah right yeah like it it, it makes no sense uh right now what we're looking at we had uh, midweek Werner was basically saying the reason he didn't start leaning uh those other games was because he didn't stick to the tactics uh to a t Right. We're watching the games that we've been successful, Mainz uh, and Cologne, are games where the tactics actually didn't win us the game, but the individual efforts of the players won us the games. And and, and moments where, and, and in this case, I guess to his credit, um, Werner uh, made the changes for the game against Cologne. And the game against Mainz, it was kind of forced on him, right? So he gets a little bit of credit for that. But it wasn't like the players... Uh, stuck to these brilliant tactics. Uh, the tactics really were ineffectual, and I believe the players started finding a way to, to make it work. And yeah. so there's this there's this tension. It obviously Werner uh, wants things adhered to. He wants it a certain way, um, but we're successful uh, when yeah. things when when guys kind of show a little bit of uh, that je ne sais quoi that that puts us into a position where we can win the game. Yeah, there you go. Let's uh, let's grab some uh, three up, three down here. Say, boy, you cover. I say you cover about as much as a flapper skirt in a high wind. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord of mercy. <laughs> All right, let's All right, uh, because gonna start with you? <laughs> we're going to start with things that sucked because this is such a positive show. Sure. All right. Excellent. And I actually have like a shit ton of things that were great. So awesome. Um, bad. So the lineup, uh, I was pissed, uh, only because it felt forced. You know, this wasn't like, uh, Verner had a revelation and said, you know what? I've been doing it all wrong. Um, I should have been playing these guys from the start. I think he actually, uh, fell to pressure, public pressure, everybody else. And honestly, like I'm, I'd rather have it that way than not at all. Um, but still, like, it, it really feels so fucking short-sighted and thick-headed that he's really not seeing 
that these are the guys who be, should have been starting ages ago, you know? Um, People second just want to make sure you're, you're okay, right? I think there should be a drinking yeah. game. Whenever there's sirens uh, during the podcast, take a drink. <laughs> I'm sure we'd at least get two or two or three in. It's <laughs> a good chance of that, especially in my neighborhood. Uh, 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 so defense. Uh, I was not happy with the defense either. Obviously, I mean, we just always look like shit. Uh, it actually seemed a lot tighter by the end of the game but it's mostly because the midfield and the forwards were starting to play so well and gelling that there was less pressure on the defense you know they looked more compact they looked a little bit more composed um there is wasn't like that sort of frantic flailing about like we do um maybe the last 10 minutes of the game were a little bit for obvious reasons but um but overall like yeah we still have a lot of work to do there. It's easily the most the the, the weakest part of our game right now, hands down. When our when our strikers in midfield are applying pressure uh, well um, against the ball, like so, a great example uh, would be Bore uh, and the uh, the pressure he was applying during the press far more effectual than Fulkrug, right? Yeah. Uh, if we were just yeah. doing a one to one comparison and talking specifically about the amount of pressure applied during the press. Um, yeah. far more effective than Fulkrug. He's faster, he's more feisty, um, and he tracks the ball back further than Fulkrug ever did, right? So defensively, yeah. he's a lot more active and helpful. Um, and that alone changed the, the the structure of how we were pressing. We were able to get to that corner of the field quicker and forcing you know, either a long or a bad or a hurried pass. So when that sort of stuff starts happening, yeah, our defense can excel because now they're dealing with uh, players that are either catching a hurried pass or an inaccurate pass, right? Uh, it, it plays to our advantage that way. Anyway, carry on. Absolutely. Sorry. Oh, no, it's all right. Um, and then finally, the last thing I had was Jung and Gross coming on. For some of those subs, Ole had it dead on, but he felt this goddamn need to play those two fucking guys, and I swear to God, I thought we were going to draw the game. Um, I was absolutely certain, you know? I think I most know of us were, were clenching cheeks, yeah. Yeah, that's that's another lesson that he needs to learn is don't take your foot off the gas. Like, do not. You haven't won it yet. You know when you take your foot off the gas? When the whistle has fucking been blown. Um, and these are these are 20-year-old professionals playing at a high level. Like, DeMond could have played the whole game. He could have played yeah. in 90, 95 fucking minutes, and I don't know why he didn't. You know who doesn't uh, need to play? Yeah. Jung. Jung's got plenty of hours under his fucking belt. You know who else doesn't need to play? Fucking Christian Gross. There's I'm no need for him to play. That's correct. I mean, he's still going to collect a paycheck. It's not like he's getting better. We're not developing him. He doesn't need to fucking play. He's not no. adding anything to the game. If anything, he's taken away from it. So those well, we are probably my, don't, my three downs. We probably don't have to pay him that much now. He's probably collecting some pension too. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the, the yeah. first down that I had here... Um, 35 minutes it took to create a solution to the press. Um, sure. As I mentioned before, Clone did a phenomenal job of pressing Werder and forcing Pavlas and the back line to launch hurried uh, long balls. And they that was why they dominated us uh, for, for so long. 
but it wasn't until about the 35th minute and more so into the second half where we began to effectively use the flanks rather than trying to put it back into the middle. Uh, we started pressuring them on the outside wings that pulls the defense out and that allows players to begin stepping up. And you may have noticed, and this will be in my ups. You may have noticed the resurgence in the second half of one uh, Hobbit Schmied Schmied. Um, yeah. So this, the yeah. second thing that I thought sucked was the defensive depth. So just speaking strictly about our depth situation, it's a problem that's not going to go away. Uh, we mentioned it on previous episodes, um, and it was one of the areas of neglect during the transfer window. They sold off uh, upcoming talent, Kirodia, and left. Yeah. that leaves Werder in a really tough spot. Uh, in this case, it was a single injury to Friedel. It puts the back three in a precarious situation. Your alternatives now are gross and wrap. And um, if all of a sudden you have one more injury or a suspension – um, we're in real trouble, you know, and not to mention that Velkovic pl- putting him on the left, he doesn't have a left foot. I mean, the yeah. whole Velkovic has only played right, right of center, or he's even played right back for our team. I, yeah. you know, like it, that was, I, I was nervous watching him play sure. uh, mostly because Velkovic scares me anytime he's on the field. Yeah. Uh, but then p- putting him on the left-hand side uh, really was, was scary. Anyway, those are the two things. I only had two that I felt sucked. So uh, let's get to nice. the things that were things that were awesome. And I think I even have another foghorn. Well, let's see what you're making there, boy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> things things All right. that were awesome. So things that were awesome. Uh, the lineup. So I know that was also the first thing that I said that was bad. Right. But also, you know, there's two two sides to that coin. I mean, it was fucking brilliant to see those guys in the lineup. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was absolutely certain that we were, regardless of all the talk and everything, we were going to see the exact same because there seems to be this wild hesitancy um, to, to make the changes, to play the youth, to play these new names because they quote-unquote can't play the, the brilliant tactical formation and nuances that are demanded of them well guess what uh looks like he felt the pressure and i'm thankful and grateful for it especially as it continues to prove that these guys are actually decent and should be starting the fucking game mm-hmm. um second linen 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 how's it linen 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 all right linen stats <laughs> Uh, his stats were fucking brilliant. And I even wrote brackets calling this 40 minutes into the game. Um, I don't even know where he was 40 minutes into the game, but he was just looking absolutely incredible out there. It looked like we had a six, a six that was capable of playing the position. Yep. A six that was capable of playing the position. Well, you know, Uh, we needed to stop tickling and start fucking. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. So it was absolutely wonderful to see him out there and see him doing his thing. Um, Demo, another brilliant player. Absolutely happy to see him out there. Phenomenal on the on the wing there. Um, at, like, it was wonderful to watch him play with Bore. It was great to see him, you know, fighting all the way up the field. His crosses in were, were on mm-hmm. point. Yeah, just wonderful. Uh, Njinma. Also wonderful, great substitute. Happy to see him out there. Scored a goal. The guy is so fucking fast. Oh, is he so fast? fast. God damn. And he's like a dog who's been let out of the house. He just wants to run and fucking love it. He's so happy to be playing. Like it's it it, it kind of revitalizes my love of the game to see somebody having so much fun and fucking kicking ass at the same time yeah. um, because it does become such a dour sport at times, you know, whether it's the money or, 
where uh, how serious you know the culture can be around it. But he's he looks he reminds me of um, I mean they're two very different players, but it's just the smile and happiness that you see from this dude. You see with Ronaldinho uh, when he was at his peak, just you know fucking just having fun. So I'm so excited and I can't wait to see this kid play more. And I hope that he continues to get not just as the Joker fucking stardom. You know what I mean? Uh, as to what that looks like, I don't know, but figure it out. Um, and uh, a fourth thing that I found wonderful, youth proving Ole wrong. Guess what, pal? <laughs> they got fucking talent. They know how to play the sport. Regardless of what you seem to think as a coach, uh, you know, they, they proved them wrong. They did everything he thinks that they can't do, and I hope they continue to do that. Um, and then finally, my final good was second half subs. Uh, I should say like second half of those subs or first half of the second You're half right. subs. First half of the second half yeah. of the subs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Regardless, he got them right uh, and that it worked out well. So, and, and they were, you know, 80 minutes into the game where, you know, everybody's got 10 minutes to prove themselves. And if they don't, well, then they're trash. You know, we'll never use you again. You know, it was, yeah, it was wonderful. We'll put you in Heidenheim where, where you'll rot or, or excel yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. It's just not with us. <laughs> not our problem, not our job. So that was my, my uh, five goods. Wow. Okay. Well, the lineup I doubled up on, so I will I'll avoid that one. I said uh, one of my ups was that Schmied gets his dribble on again. Um, so in the two – here just just fun stats for you. Uh, in the two wins that Verter have, Schmied has taken plenty of dribble attempts. The game against Mainz, he had six attempts against Cologne, ten attempts. All other three games combined, one attempt. How about that for impact? So from yeah. from when we scored our first goal until he was subbed at the end of the game, he made five of those six successful dribbles. Um, all of his successful dribbles were through the center of the pitch. When on the wings, he was much less successful. So in the game uh, against Mainz, Kovanaski kind of created space by running lanes and allowing Schmid to dribble into space. Into In yesterday's game, the combination of Visor and Bore uh, Jinma created the necessary space for Schmid to work. And, and it becomes clear when Schmid has space to work, he can make our team successful. But he can't That's seem to... The, the problem there is he can't seem to will that into being. Um, we see that with some of the losses, right? Like he doesn't impose himself on a game. He needs yeah. someone to make the space and then he can excel. And so I think it's going to be really interesting for us if a player like Kaita can create that level of creativity for Verter, regardless of the circumstances, um, then I think we're like, I mean, I guess I'm kind of trying to piece it together. If we create space for Schmied where he can dribble and be creative, we're successful. But what happens when we have a player who can create that without needing you to make the perfect environment for him? And I wonder if that's what Kaita can do for us. And so that I gets me kind of excited. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. And Schmied will, will be a sub off the bench, which I'm fine with and or we'll sell him. Uh, and the, I did the, the Jinma substitution as an up, so I'll skip that. And other than that, I felt that the, the defense, uh, kind of kept the play to, to longer range attempts. Uh, we did really suck, uh, against corners and, and set pieces. Um, but generally speaking, we won the aerial duels, which against a team that likes to cross the ball in, uh, is necessary. Um, so we're, we're going to move along here. I'm, we've got Arna, uh, listening in. I'm just going to send you an invite here, Arna. And uh, we'll see if we can get you connected. 
Can you hear us, Arna? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? You are very, very quiet. I don't know if you want to try that again. Can you can you give us a hello or something just directly into the microphone? If not, we can wait until you got it sorted. Hello, hello. Still yeah. super quiet. Sorry, dude. It's really quiet. not sure if you're using your cell phone if maybe it's attached if you've got it set on like uh headphones or some such okay well we'll uh, we'll come back to you uh arna as soon as uh, you're ready just jump in whenever you have a chance just literally say hey i'm here and we're gonna start uh okay let's uh get into some of the other topics and like i said arna just interrupt us when uh, you want to try if we can hear you we'll stop talking oh that woman got a mouth like an outboard motor all the time <laughs> all right so let's <laughs> we've got uh we'll maybe do some buy seller hole or sorry no uh some uh bet on it or against it oh there was also the matt miller story i apologize matt sent in his story and we wanted to uh get more and more of your stories, how you became a, uh, a Verter supporter and, and kind of what, you know, that journey has looked like for you guys. We recorded and, and I did Matt's story, but then that was the recording that I deleted. Uh, so my apologies, Matt. I just wanted to make sure I said that. Um, if you guys do want to uh, get your story out there, it's always great to hear uh, from people uh, in the English speaking community that have become Verter fans. Usually it's a unique story. So definitely send those to me. And uh, if you send me a nice little write up, I will read it and then we will delete the episode. Um, okay. So <laughs> the questions, we, <laughs> the questions we've got here uh, for you sooner, not sooner. Frick, I'm having a tough day here. Apparently Christian has, yes. has Werner turned a new leaf and have you changed your position on him? Um, no, he's not turned a new leaf. And my position remains the same until he proves me different. Um, so I need to see that he is going to consistently play these guys and, and open his mind a little bit and understand that whatever he was trying to accomplish before was not successful, that Gross and Young are not good players and that uh, he now needs to figure out how to accommodate the players that he does have that are decent because we're winning with them. So how do we make this team even better than it currently is? 100%. I think we, I think we are officially, like I said, in prove me wrong territory. It, it's yeah. 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 We're, we're past, we're past the, the good faith. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Oh, long past that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We've seen a few different combinations of strike partners. Which two do you feel Verter give Verter the most potent attack? Ooh, 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 ooh. After this question, we'll come back to you, Anna, and see what uh, see how we're doing. Um, I don't think Duxch is one of them, to be honest. <gasps> I know. Um, maybe Jinma and Bore. Uh, I don't know, to be honest. I need to see them all play together, and that's probably not going to happen. Um, I'm a little bit more interested in Bore after this game because he did look really, really good. I mean, outside of him scoring. Yeah, I know he scored. Um, but, I mean, like, he looked great. 
uh, doing other things. Uh, and I want to see what Njinma can do up front. But is he really, like, is he a winger? Is he a striker? Do we just play him as a forward? I think you could play him as a forward and just keep sending those through balls through and he'll just fucking beat everybody off. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Jinma and Bore. Uh, I don't know that they're the best at this moment, but I think they really could be. Well, I, I think uh, for me, believe it or not, I think Duke. Uh, you need a you need a setup guy and you need a a runner. And so I'm gonna put uh, Duke in there because I don't quite trust sure. Voltamad, uh, but he would be an early no, sub if Duke was having a a, a ghost sure. game. And then yeah. I would probably go with Bore as opposed to Konaski, but that would be a toss up oh, there yeah. as well. Let's, Forgot about uh, Kovanovski. I I you know. Uh... Okay, so you know what? I think I'd do boring and Kovanovsky. Um, okay. Not because I dislike Dukes, but I feel like he's had enough time to prove himself, and I wouldn't mind seeing Kovanovsky um, doing it. So, yeah, not in Jinma, but uh, Kovanovsky and Bore. Sorry. Okay, well, let's uh, let's go to Anna here and see if we've got you. Give, it a, give us a big hello and see if we can hear you. Hello? Oh, geez, it's still really quiet, man. I'm sorry. Is it, is it like levels on your end, do you think? I can't fix any of that, unfortunately. Really? Yeah, it, it comes in how it comes in. Oh, shit. Okay, well, I'd hate to do this to you, Anna, but do you want to? Do we want to try this next week? I can set up a test call with you sometime, and we can try it out and make sure it works midweek instead. Yeah, maybe we should, we should try it again next week. Yeah. Okay, let's let's do that. I'm really sorry, Anna. Um, and just so everybody knows, um, Arna is going to come on. Let's try it next week. But he is—he's uh, working on a project uh, in Bremen right now, uh, basically building a information board. So the last one they did last year uh, was set up at—I believe it's. Uh, just kind of known as the cow pasture where the, the team kind of was founded and uh, they're working towards another information board. I believe this one's going to be in the city. So I'm really sorry, Anna. We'll try and get you on next week and uh, I will make it my mission to connect with you midweek and we'll kind of run a test just to make sure that we've got it right. Um, Cause I know it's late there in Bremen, uh, in Bremen and you probably don't want to spend your time <laughs> late at night talking to yahoos like us. <laughs> if you can help it. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> all right oh, so if it's all right here Anna, i'm just going to disconnect with you and uh, we will catch you next week again really sorry about that but uh, we'll, we'll try it again okay bye-bye good night um okay so let's uh run to some would you rathers here uh real quick all right bet on it or against it rather okay so we got four of them we'll do them rapid fire here christian uh, bet right. it on, bet on it or against it. Dinchi is sold next summer, and we'll get five million euros. Yeah, we'll probably get three, but he's probably sold regardless. Unfortunately, I like I said, I think he sent in his transfer request when he played against us and uh, embarrassed yeah. the coach. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and and I mean, unless we see Werner uh, replaced, um, I think, yeah. uh, and I, I don't blame dinchy for for one even then like he still have baum and and fritz um and yeah no i think he'd want to leave and i think he's well within his rights which is an absolute shame he might be one of those guys that comes back later on uh, but honestly it should piss off a lot of supporters like i hope he has an amazing season so that way everybody can kind of sort of say oh fuck what you know we we've really been kind of fucking up here because we're seeing a lot of these good guys leave us 
Right. Like I said, the, the dingy sized elephant in the room that needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, bet on it or against it. The starting 11 against Cologne was not the team Werner wanted to play, but pressure forced him to. Oh, 100%. I bet on it. Uh, bet on it or against it. Despite what Fritz claimed in public, he and Frank did put pressure on Werner. Absolutely. I bet on it. I think so. Yeah. And lastly, bet on it or against it, Marv is in danger of being dropped from the starting 11. Ooh, tasty. Um, not yet. Not yet. But it's possible. Because there's we got a lot of decent strikers now, you know? But um, I think as of right now, unfortunately, he's still like probably one of the first names on the on the sheet, especially with uh Fairner having his guys, and I think um, just by default, Dukes is, is one of his guys, whether he's so. earned it or not. You know, yeah. Well, in this last game, he did pretty good. Uh, all things yeah. considered, he did he yeah. did provide an assist. He was creating Absolutely. link up play. Um, yep. I I think he's he's just he fluctuates too much. There's there. Yeah. He'll go through three or four games where he's absolutely invisible. Um, but I yeah. think you're right. Uh, he's probably wormed his way far enough into the. Uh, uh, the coach's heart there that um, that he's he's probably a starter for the next little while anyway. Although yeah. it does show that uh, pressure is getting to him. Um, so I did want to address the the, the comments everybody sent or the the comments the Werner fa- uh, Werner faithful seem to send out uh, anytime somebody suggests maybe we need to look at a different coach. It seems a little in bad taste after. <laughs> after a win uh, and we're running short on time i will save that for next week uh i did want to comment on a thing that i saw that that w- that you had commented on christian uh, somebody mm-hmm. on twitter asked the question why is it a dinshi is now suddenly a reliable striker uh when at verter he couldn't bother to hit the net and um i just what a pedestrian question time, like- you know, like, like do they? I, I, do you think it's serious, or is it like a? Um, I I don't know. Like, do they not have question? the internet uh, where you can <laughs> gather readily available stats? <laughs> I think I think people have just are maybe not as invested in the team and sport as we are. If that not makes a wonder. Sense. Well, you know, so like, it took me thirty-five seconds and three clicks and a screenshot. Yeah. Um, so in five games with Heidenheim, Dinchi has three hundred and ninety minutes. And yeah. eight shots. Last exactly. season, Dinchy had 215 minutes. There you go. And six shots. Yeah. There so you this go. is this is where it gets real fun. So Dinchy has started five games for Heidenheim for the 390 minutes for uh for the the season last season, the 215 minutes he played, he was involved in 17 games. So yeah. that's 12.6 minutes per outing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, at Heidenheim, exactly. he's averaging 78 minutes. You know, you know? it's yeah. Well, and the one thing I'm willing to like, the one thing I'm willing to concede is that there's, I don't think for a second that Dinchi could have beaten out Luca or Dutch when they were sure. at the peak. But then we also didn't have Luca for how many games at the end of the season, like four or five, something like that. Right. Yeah. So why didn't he just start all those four and five then? You know what I mean? Uh, this, know, I'll, I'm just going to answer Sooner's Sooner's defense yeah. because again, it's it's a red herring. Um, yeah, his two league stats weren't exactly great with a larger sample. You're 100% right. You're also then comparing a youth two years with no progress. You're assuming no yeah. progress, right? Uh, the fact that last year um, 
doing doing what he did. And then this year, as like, and we're five games in, I think that's a pretty close sample size we can take a look at. Like, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have this drastic of a change uh, and ending last <laughs> like season, overnight. starting this season and five games yeah. in like it's, there's yeah. something else happening. Uh, he also said publicly how much more freedom he has to play uh, at Heidenheim. He's got this carefree attitude uh, that Frank Schmidt allows him to play. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think arguments like that just need to be left in the dustbin. Unless of course, where you're going to get to in the argument, if you get to the part where we critically look at the system for de- development, we critically look at the system and coaching and we understand the differences and how those translate to better outcomes. And until we actually get there, um, we're going to keep asking questions like this as if Dinchy is somehow, you know, personally sabotaging his performance <laughs> while playing at Verder, right? <laughs> Which is just ridiculous. Honestly, okay. I wouldn't be surprised. These are people who don't look at the actual information that's available and, and run with, like, they either aren't as invested to do the research or the research they do is just, I don't even know how to describe it, minimal to, to fantastic. When All I right, say well, fantastic, let's... I mean, like, delusional. <laughs> Let's get Sooner in here. He's a very, very good friend of mine. Sooner, Sooner, Maggot, Sooner. It's a rig system. Maggot, 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 Sooner. Nobody can do it like Sooner. Nobody builds walls better than Sooner. Nobody's better to people with disabilities than Sooner. I totally accept the results if I win. Welcome sooner. Hey, hey. I so you're in a term. You're in terminal somewhere. Are no, you, I'm actually you, at a. Are you terminal somewhere? No, no, I'm not. I'm actually at a uh, <laughs> at a bar here in DC. So I, I hope you can hear me, and I hope that you can't really hear what's happening around me. Because when I came in, it was relatively quiet, and since then they've really cranked the sound up on these fucking televisions. So um, I hope you can <laughs> well, hear me. Take a smoke <laughs> and you can't hear this stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should real quick. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it, hopefully the sound is okay. If, it, if it's not, just let me know and maybe I can go outside for a few minutes here. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, here is a bit of a preview on Darmshot. And this is, um, I actually found out some interesting stuff about this or um, was reminded of some stuff I could bring up here on the pod, which I'm not sure everyone else might have um, known about, uh, about Darmshot's last season. It's a really funny story. But let's start with the, the fact that uh, the, op- the overall series between the better and yeah yeah you, go outside. You, sound, you sound like a shitty low budget live on location reporter okay so you should, so i should go outside <laughs> if, if you can if you can stumble your way outside that yeah. would be great cool. unless you're going to describe yeah, what the, unless you're going to describe how strong the hurricane winds are while you're in there uh it might <laughs> yeah please welcome candy to the stage <laughs> <laughs> all right here sorry i don't have That'd be so fucking. I mean, it's really ridiculous how like many fucking bars here just like last. I mean, you can't go somewhere and just like fucking I don't know sit and I don't know have a beer and like not Silence. have fucking all sorts of sound around. <laughs> yeah, but it's like fucking Americans <laughs> love that shit. I guess. America. I don't know. Is this better? Fuck yeah. <laughs> is this better now? Is this better now? It is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. So. Um, so yes, so Vader Darmstadt, and it's now unfortunately I'm going to be on the street. So you know, <laughs> um, well, basically, so, so propositioning ha- you, just take the money, just just go. Yeah, for right. It. <laughs> okay, so in between um, sucking, we'll we'll get the stats and other things. 
Okay, so here's some stuff I wrote down about the uh, to kind of preview the match. Uh, the overall series record for uh, this game: um, Bear has six wins, Darmshot has three wins, and we have uh, split five ties. And um, uh, the first uh, this is the first time this game's been played in the Bundesliga since 2016-2017 season. Uh, interesting to note that Werder Bremen uh, has played six games in Darmstadt, and they have not won one. Uh, they've only won one game. That was in the Pokal, like in 1981. So they've not won a league game played in Darmstadt, and they've not had a very good record uh, in Darmstadt overall. The last when we played them in the Liga, we got beat. I think that was actually a really funny game. I think Nikolai Rapp like passed the ball directly to. Uh, one of his former teammates at Darmstadt and like gave him a goal. It was a really, I'm not sure if anyone else remembers that. It was a really terrible game. Um, Darmstadt. Remember. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, it's almost like, you know, like if you're like playing basketball and you're like, hey, Jimmy. And then you're like, oh, okay, I'll pass you the ball. And like, wait, we're not on the same team. But you just like, it's almost like maybe someone said, hey, hey, Nikolai. And he's like, okay, I'll give you the ball. But <laughs> it's not even on the same team anymore. I, I don't know. I do remember uh, that was pain. <laughs> Um, anyway, so a little bit, a little bit about uh, uh, Darmstadt's roster. Uh, unlike Heidenheim, um, they really don't have a whole lot of continuity um, coming up from the second league. They lost two of their best players, and Philip Teets and Patrick Pfeiffer, uh, who both went to Augsburg. They did bring in Luca Pfeiffer, who um, was on loan. He, he, he's at Stuttgart now. He's coming in on loan. He had played for them. Uh, not last season, but in previous years before that. Um, they're currently 17th in the table, and actually they're, they're level on goal uh, on points and goal differential with Mainz, who's in last place. I mean, they really are at the bottom of the table. Um, and I don't really know what to expect as far as lineups are going to go. They've run a lot of different lineups. They've run like a uh, last week against, or this past weekend against Schuker, they ran a 1-4-5 against Gladbach. They ran a 2-5-3. Leverkusen was a 3-4-1-2, and then in the first two games of the season, it was a 3-4-2-1. So, I mean, I guess, like, those are kind of just slight variances of the same. But, like, they're changing up their lineups a lot. Uh, I I guess if I had to kind of predict what they're going to do against us, I mean, just because they did it last match, um, maybe like a 1-4-5 with Luca Pfeiffer as the lone man up top. Um, So we'll have to see about that. Uh, here's a couple of um, little trips down memory lane. Well, one trip down memory lane for everyone, and then one story that I'm not sure that everyone knows, but if you don't know, it's a great fucking story. It's hilarious. So, um, Torsten Lieberknecht is the Darmstadt trainer, and I'm not sure how many people remember this. I really don't like him um, because uh, when we played Darmstadt the second game last year, uh, I, 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 the last time we played, and it's fight the Liga season, two seasons ago. Um, they had a player, uh, Jasula. I can't remember his. Does uh, I pronounce that name right or not? He picked up a red card, uh, and Torsten Nibelknecht was really upset. So basically, he, he kicked Schmid like right on the knee, like spikes up right on his knee, and Nibelknecht was like, "Well, it shouldn't have been a red card because Schmid, uh, the player's knee wasn't planted or the, or the leg wasn't planted in the ground." And I remember you guys talking about it on the pod. It was like, well, if his yeah. if his knee had, if his leg had been fucking planted on the ground, he would have had a fucking you know maybe a career ending he, injury. He would have been he like, would have been carted off, and it would have been game over. Yeah, right, exactly. And then, but if there but wasn't then just it that, would have at least been a penalty. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but see, it wasn't then enough because then at the end of the season, when Darmstadt finished the season uh, in fourth and outside of the promotion playoff or getting promoted, 
leave a connection to like went around for two minutes on with guy tv afterwards and just complained and bitched and moaned about that red card again like 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 two months later like it was ridiculous i really uh don't like that guy uh so i hope we beat them because of that and then one other uh <laughs> this this story is hilarious so the so darmstadt had a really yeah yeah he's he, he, yeah. he, this is his third year there i think so yeah he's still the wow. guy there uh for, for now although i mean he might get canned pretty soon if they don't start picking it up but um uh this story though is an all-time great so i love this i um in the fight of league season last year darmstadt was really good they had a great season the whole way through and then they had clinched promotion on the second to last match day and all and then all they had to do was beat greuter fierce who was like not very good last year and they would have uh won the cycle league title and they they got beat like four nothing and five nothing in that game and then heidenheim won their game and then they uh won the league and i remember thinking like wow that's a really ridiculous result like why did you like lose to greuter fierce like that and then i found out that <laughs> The reason why, or a very good reason why, is that uh, in the week between getting promotion and playing the last game of the season, the entire team went to fucking Mallorca in Spain and fucking and part and partied. It was, and apparently, it was because uh, Torsten Liebeknecht said, "Hey, I told I told the boys that if we get promoted." Hey, that week you can we, we, you get a week off or whatever you get a few days off and you can go like have some fun, blow off some steam. And so, rather than coming and compete for you know winning the second league championship, which would have been you know when you're Darmstadt, that's like a a, a, a thing that is you know worth deal, yeah. caring about. I think they they just said no, nah, man, let's just go fucking get wasted for like three days and then we'll come back and we'll <laughs> and then we'll sleepwalk through this game against the Grödefjord. So. Oh, that's a great story. I fucking love that story. That makes me laugh every time I think about it. Um, and then, uh, just as far as my sooner lock goes, usually I kind of take some kind of wimpy locks because I want to make sure that whatever I'm going to say is actually going to be right. I'm going to be a little you bit more brave. Legitimately think people are listening right now, or what? That's that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> this time I'm going to go out there a little bit more uh, on DraftKings. If you want to find this. Uh, at least it, it was this way this morning. Vader Bremen minus one and a half goals. So essentially, Vader to win by two or more goals. Get your plus 400. Huh? So, like, if you put up 100, you get 400 back. And um, uh, so, yeah, that's my lock of the week. Vader Bremen's going to win this game by two or more goals. Lock it up. Sure. lock it up. That's a big lock, all right. Of the day. Day, 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 day. <laughs> so there, there, you, have there you have it sooner from the street corner turning tricks and giving you picks let's uh let's do the um i'm assuming it's going to be is it a little bit tough for you to do the rundown of the uh of the content no i can do that no no i can do that real quick yeah let me just pull it up here uh yeah i uh the table is actually getting kind of uh, interesting. Yeah, uh, like <laughs> so yeah, so we had uh, this week. I think it was um, Dirt Thirteen and uh, Geppy and someone else uh, got the game completely right. Ian King Ian also got uh, a two to one result for Vader Bremen correctly. So the leaderboard right now we have Dirt Thirteen at the top with eleven points. Then we have Mark with nine. 
Spivey, Dr. Tim, and Ian all with eight. Uh, then in sixth place, it's Trent and Aaron uh, Arun with uh, seven points. Uh, we have Ben and Geppy with six, and PJ uh, Cacophony. Uh, then Brian sits alone with five points at 11th place. Then Liam, Verder VK, and Dustin all have four. And then uh, myself, uh, Christian, Juan, Verder Wagner, and Muhammad, and Matt M are all at the bottom with two points apiece. Oh, Matt got on the board. Matt got on the board this week. Yeah, I mean, he, he <laughs> couldn't climb out of the cellar, but he got on the board at least. Well, I've decided that that Geppy is like my personal nemesis because I think it was, um, I think Juan said it. It's like everything he does is just super cool, right? Like yeah. you see his, his posts on Instagram and other stuff. He's just he's a super cool dude, and I, I just can't beat him. And it's it's beginning to eat away at my soul. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Unhealthy resentment. Yeah. Yes. It. Feed it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Incredible. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Right. Uh, we'll let you get back to right. whatever it is you were doing. Whatever it is I was doing in there. I'm going to get back to that. Uh, but you guys uh, have a good rest of the pod. I'm going to be listening hey, while I'm doing whatever I'm doing in there. So. Life is better above the table sooner. Life is better. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that. I'll keep. I'll keep that in. I'll keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. You bet. We'll see. Take you. care, buddy. See you next week. All right. Ciao. Yep. See you. Bye. All righty. So, uh, wow. <laughs> it honestly, it honestly feels like it, it feels like a really bad talent show at times. <laughs> like like if if the ed sullivan show didn't have a budget that's <laughs> yeah. when kramer runs the ed sullivan show <laughs> the tonight show or whatever the fuck it is it's essentially where we're at now the uhf you get to drink from the fire hose <laughs> uhf great pull <laughs> <laughs> oh okay well i think that'll probably do it for us uh we're about an hour in and uh, we try to keep it that way uh, it is the three hour show we pack into an hour um christian is there any topics that we missed anything we need to get to I, hey here's here's a, just a because i said we were over mm. kaita like yeah. when was i've watched great players um, you yeah. know, if you watch the world cup or you watch other leagues, I've watched great players. I've watched players with talent. I've haven't seen, I haven't seen one in a Verter Jersey since I started yeah. following this team. And it was, it was almost, it was uh, illuminating. It was kind of sad. Um, it was, it was kind of aggravating. It was all these emotions at once. Cause he looked out of place. Sure. He, he he looked he looked too good. It's like when you see yeah. your friend and you know he's at best a four and a half and he's walking with an eight or a nine, and you're just like, huh? What? <laughs> and I don't know. Like I I, I mentioned on, on the Discord, I never got to watch um, some of the greats for Verder. Uh, that just yeah. wasn't an option for me. I I came to the club in 2011 after, uh, and that was literally when Ozel uh, was sold. And since then, it's been a, a downward trajectory. I, I missed all of the great. And you watch Kaita receive the ball 
and do things with the ball that no player has ever done in a green and white shirt since 2011, near as I know. And yeah. it was, like I said, I, I, a whole wealth of emotions came back. So somebody that has watched Verter uh, in their heyday or knows about them from their heyday, uh, did that kind of like, did it hat tip back to the days of old when, when Verter were something to be talked about? Um, or did you have the same kind of feelings that I did where you're looking at it and it just kind of looks like a four and a half is hanging out with an eight or a nine? Um, no, no, like I'm excited. Uh, you're right because usually we would have, you know, uh, almost a whole starting 11 of guys of that caliber, um, at least two or three. Um, and then a bunch of dudes that can sort of fill in the blanks. But in this case, yeah, I mean, it does kind of feel like he's the only guy out there right now. Anyways, we'll see how the rest of the, um, how the rest of the squad comes along. It was pretty exciting though. He he played like five minutes and I swear I was like Peter watching Jesus walk, walk on water, like five five minutes. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to him being healthy and starting. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of shit he can actually do. And and seeing how him and Linen and Stay all work together, um, you know, as as a, as a midfield. Because I think that's going to be fucking mind-boggling, to be completely honest. I think that's going to be brilliant. I'm very excited about that. Uh, I suppose Juan is right. Uh, El Hero Elia was was really something to behold. <laughs> <laughs> I I think he put more miles on off the park than he did on the park. If you get my drift. Yeah. Um, I, I did miss one of the. I did miss a bet on it or against it with you. And this, I guess, will sum it up, and then we'll close the. Uh, okay, Bargfried. Yeah, he was a decent player it, when he played and i guess it's the same sort of thing with uh yeah. with kaita we're assuming his health is going to hold now um we yeah. shall see Bargfried always was uh the the guy who almost couldn't or almost could right because he just always got hammered yeah. somewhere uh yeah uh okay so really this is the last bet on our guess we'll cl- never healthy you know yeah and and again uh, kaita that just it blew my mind watching just the the seismic chasm in quality difference <laughs> between yeah. between him and his teammates yeah. uh, for five minutes. Um, okay. So with the recent sub appearance, Kaita makes his first start against Darmstadt next weekend. Bet on it or against it? Uh, I'll bet against it, but I'd love the idea of it. Um, I don't know if he's only paying, playing 10 minutes this week, he's not going to start next. Um, he'll probably start after that or the week after that. I would absolutely yeah, love Burner. to see him start though against Darmstadt. Be a bit of a spanking, <laughs> kind of like what uh, Shiza Byron put on this weekend. You know, similar sort of shit. I think maybe not quite to that extent, but you never know. You know, so that be a, now it sounds like you're hanging out in the subway tunnels doing dirty. Uh, Juan just threw <laughs> one out here. Bet on it or against it. Same lineup as next week. Um, actually, I'll bet on it. I don't think he'll be stupid enough to to switch it up, but I could be wrong. I think I think at this point he's kind of pressured, and I think it's like uh, he has to because he's cornered. his job is he on really the line. is cornered. Yeah, yeah, his job is on the line. It'll be interesting. This works, so why would you not? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Exactly. Yeah, I think if Friedel's health, Friedel's healthy, he's back. That's that'll be a that's a sure. no brainer. But yeah, yeah. yeah. 
other than that, um, yeah, I think uh, that's why I said at the very beginning, I think there's a tension right now. And I think most fans are watching and waiting um, because what happens next week, I think, is going to tell us a lot about the kind of person uh, Ole Werner or the kind of coach Ole Werner is, how much pressure was actually applied. He's going to answer so many yeah. questions. Um, but yeah, I think next week's starting lineup is going to tell us a lot uh, about him. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, all yeah, right. No, I'm very curious let's, about that. Oh, let's uh, wrap this thing up. Um, Christian, I asked you once and then I interrupted. Anything we need to address? <laughs> uh, regarding uh, Werner Bremen, no at this moment. However, there is some horrible shit happening in Armenia right now with the Azerbaijani government. Um, so please do yourselves a favor, favor read up on it. Uh, if you can find a charity that you support, send some money to the Armenian people. They need as much support as they can get as they've been the victims of genocide before. And it looks as if people are uh, trying to make that happen again, unfortunately. So, yeah, that's my political uh, take of the day. All right. We will definitely leave it on that. And uh, so for those of you, that's uh, check that out. I think that was... Uh, Appreciate that, Christian. Yeah, no worries. I, it feels really unfortunate to end this with Ja Rule again, but that's how we're going to walk out of here. <laughs> Have a great uh, weekend, everybody else. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next weekend. We'll see you later. <laughs> All right, Joe. Joe cracked the dawn, uh. got it. Be about us, be about you. Got to do it, got to do it. Yeah.